Hello and welcome to Connect Points podcast and sermon archives. If you'd like to learn more about our church, please go online to our website at connectpointupc.com or follow us on our Facebook page. Thank you very much and I hope you enjoy this week's message. God bless. If there's one thing about this pandemic, it's helped us to realize that we've got to get God out of the box. I mean, I know that we're still in the fourth quarter. Your, your governor is following the lead of the Texas governor. I, I guess he's lifted up the mass mandates. And I've never been a mass fan. And so I'm like, well, there you go. But I have a wife that's OCD, so I still got to wear my mask. But I realize that, that we're in the fourth quarter of this pandemic. We're almost, we're almost there, almost out, out of it. Uh, there are different parts of the country of the, uh, of the world that are still battling, but I do believe that even though God did not send the coronavirus, the reason why there's a coronavirus is because sin is in the world. Because Eve was deceived and Adam disobeyed, there's sickness, disease, viruses, and eventually death. But even though I do not believe that God sent the virus, I do believe that God had a purpose for it. And I believe that this pandemic has brought us to a place that we have to be more apostolic than ever before. I said we've got to be more apostolic than ever before. Am I in a Pentecostal church here tonight? Does anybody believe what we sung about? Does anybody believe that there could come a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind and fill all the house? Does anybody believe that everybody in the building can be filled with the Holy Ghost and begin to speak in tongues as the Spirit of God gives? Does anybody still believe that our God is able, pandemic or no pandemic? Does anybody believe that our God is still a healer? Can somebody stand to your feet? Can somebody clap your hands? Can you shout hallelujah? Praise God. Remain standing with me all over this house for the reading of the word of the Lord. Amen. Acts chapter 2, verse number 39 is where I want to draw your attention. I hope it's all right to preach from the book of Acts here tonight. Amen. I understand that this is a Holy Ghost rally, so I have, have to be honest with you. In the last 20 years that I've been on the evangelistic field, the last 25 years in ministry, I've reached a place. I have not arrived. I still have a long way to go, but I have reached a place that I recognize I don't have much time. And I've got to do all that I can for Jesus. So I have not come to impress here tonight. So if you came to hear some good preaching, you should stay around and hear Pastor Cox. You should hear Brother Tapia. Amen. Go to Rochester, hear Brother Caskey. Amen. If you want to hear some good preaching. So I apologize to those who have come to the house to just hear a good message. I apologize to you in advance. But if you are here tonight, and you have not yet received the wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit with the initial evidence of speaking in another language as the Spirit of God gives you the ability to do so, then I want you to know that I am preaching to you. If you've not yet received the wonderful gift of the Holy Ghost, tonight is your night. And if you are here and you have received the Holy Ghost, you have spoken in tongues, but it's been a long time since you've spoken in tongues. And I'm not talking about since the last service. 
I'm not talking about since the beginning of the year, but I'm talking about it's been a while. I come to tell you tonight, God wants to renew you and refuel you with the Holy Ghost. So I've got to admit to everybody here tonight, I've come to preach Holy Ghost. I said, I come to preach Holy Ghost. I said, I come to preach the Spirit of God here tonight. Does anybody believe that God is going to fill somebody with a... Does anybody want the Lord to refresh you here tonight? Does anybody want to leave this place full and overflowing with the Holy Ghost? Can you shout hallelujah? hallelujah. Acts chapter 2, verse number 39. The apostle Peter said these words, For the promise is unto you. Turn to mind and say you. you. The promise doesn't start with your mother, your grandmother. doesn't start with your father, your grandfather. The promise starts with you. If there's somebody here tonight and you're wondering, how can God fill me with his spirit? Like they say in the Bible, and it didn't happen for my dear loved one who's already passed away. I want you to know that the promise doesn't start with your loved one, but the promise starts with you. If somebody can take a hold of the promise, amen, God can do it for you here tonight. For the promise is unto you and to your children. Amen. I believe that God can fill children with the Holy Ghost. I said, I believe that God can fill children with the Holy Ghost. I was four and a half when the Lord filled me with the Holy Ghost. April the 10th, 1983. In San Antonio, Texas, God filled me with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Don't tell me that God cannot fill children with the Holy Ghost. I believe that the promise is not only to the adults, but I believe that the promise is to the children as well. Does anybody believe that? Can you shout amen? For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off. Now, Peter was preaching this in Jerusalem. But I'm thankful, amen, that the promise was not confined to Jerusalem. I'm thankful that the promise was not just confined to those who were Jewish or proselyte to Judaism. But I'm thankful that the promise, amen, is to those who are here, those of us here in Minnesota, those of us here in America, I'm thankful that the promise is to anybody around the world. The promise uh, is to those that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. I ask you here tonight, is God still calling people to salvation? I said, is God still calling people to forgiveness? Well, if God is still calling, then the Holy Ghost is still falling. For the promise is unto you and to your children, to all those that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Amen. If you're thankful for what God has promised, can you place your Bibles, your tablets, your smartphones down? And once again, can you put your hands together? Can you lift up your voice? And can you magnify the name of Jesus? Come on. If you're thankful for what God has promised. Somebody shout in Jesus' name. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. To all of our guests that are here tonight, we're so thrilled that you are with us, and we believe that God's got something great in store for you. I, I ask here tonight, does anybody believe that God is a promise keeper? I said, does anybody believe that our God is a promise keeping God? I wonder, can anybody testify here tonight? That you do more than just believe, but you know that God is a promise keeper because he kept his promise in your life. Is there anybody in this place uh, that has a testimony 
I said, does anybody in this place have a testimony that God promised to bless you and he blessed you? Does anybody have a testimony here tonight that God promised to heal you and he healed you? Does anybody have a testimony here tonight that God promised to protect you and he protected you? Does anybody have, amen, a testimony here tonight that God promised to provide for you and he provided for you? Does anybody have a testimony here tonight that God promised to fill you with his spirit and he filled you with the Holy Ghost? If he did that for you, I want to catch somebody stand once again and be a testimony to somebody else uh, that if God did it for you, uh, he can do the same for them. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Turn somebody and tell them the Lord can do it for us. Turn somebody else and tell them the Lord can do it for you. If you are here tonight and you have not yet received the wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit with the initial evidence of speaking in tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance, then ladies and gentlemen, you can look around and you can see somebody who just stood to their feet, who just showed you and testified to you that God can do it for you just like he did it for them. Amen. There are people all in this house who are just ordinary, average individuals. Amen. But God filled them with this spirit. Amen. And if God can do it for them, it doesn't matter who you are. God is no respecter of persons. You don't have to have it all together. You don't have to have it just right. If you can believe, God can fill you with this spirit tonight. Does anybody believe that? Can you shout amen? amen? The reason why I know that he can do it for you is because he promised. I said the reason why God can fill you with this spirit is because he promised. And when God makes you a promise, he intends to keep it. I said when God makes you a promise, he intends to keep that promise. Because our God is a promise-keeping God. I said our God is a promise-keeping God. The Bible says God is not a man that he should lie. If he said it, he is going to do it. If he made you a promise, he is going to make it good. He's not going to renege on his promise to you no matter what he has promised you. I come to tell somebody that God will do it. Amen. Pastor Cox, will God do it? The last time I was here two years ago, the last service I was in, amen, the Holy Ghost uh, was moving at Connect Point of Mankato. And the Lord, amen, began to speak, amen. There was a spirit of prophecy that was in the house. Uh, and the Lord, amen, asked this pastor, this man of God, uh, amen, do you believe uh, whatever he has promised you, amen. You remember that, Pastor Cox, uh, whatever he promised you at that meeting, uh, because of the times that minister's meeting, uh, amen, whatever he promised you and your wife uh, that he was about to do. A little did we know. Amen. I remember Pastor Cox getting up to the platform and saying, Brother Hagan, I can't remember what God promised me in that meeting, but I believe it. I want to receive it. And I remember, amen, hearing from this man of God. He and his wife went home that night and said, we, we know that God made us a promise. And they remember, you know what? God promised that he's going to bless us uh, with the building. And this church of Mankato knows, amen, uh, hallelujah, God uh, intervened, God miraculously stepped in and he has blessed this church. Uh, you're no longer at your old building, uh, but look what God has done. Uh, why? Because he made a promise, uh, amen, to a, to a faithful couple. He made a promise to his servant uh, that he was going to bless him. Uh, he made a promise that he was going to provide. Uh, he made a promise that he was going to put you in a large room uh, and here you are tonight, uh, amen, in a place of promise. I come to tell somebody. 
somebody that if God can do it for this man of God, if God can do it for this church, that he can do it for anybody in this place. I don't care, amen, what it is in your life that God has promised. I don't care how long you've been waiting on the Lord. I come to tell somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost spoke to me when somebody walked into this place uh, and the Holy Ghost told me to tell you uh, that he's about to work a miracle in your family. God's about to turn some things around. Uh, he's about to open up some doors. This is not for everybody in this place, uh, but I come to tell somebody who came into this building uh, with the heaviness, with the burden for your family. The Holy Ghost told me to tell you that he's about to work a miracle uh, in your family because our God uh, is a promise keeping God. I said our God is, does any Anybody believe that our God is a promise keeping God? Can you put your hands together? Can you lift up your voice? Can somebody magnify the name of Jesus? Amen. Amen. Evangelist Sister Lori Wagner was here just a few weeks ago in this church. Amen. And I'll never forget preaching a couple years ago in her home church there in Metro Detroit. And her dear and precious sister was there. And I cannot share the story. Sister Wagner asked me not to share it, but she said, Brother Hagan, amen. In that service, God gave uh, my sister a promise uh, of what he was going to do for her. And he said, Brother Hagan, I just want to share a picture with you of what God has done for her. She was not expecting God. Uh, but after that Sunday service, uh, her sister had not been living for God. She's been trying to, to make her way back to God. Sister Wagner had been praying for her sister, but, but that week God did something for her sister. Amen. Sister Wagner shared with me a picture. She said, now you can't tell anybody this. Uh, you can't let anybody know this, but I looked at the bountiful blessings of God uh, and I said, our God is a promise keeper. I come to tell someone in this place if God has promised uh, to provide for you financially. Amen. There's some business individuals in this place uh, that God is going to bless. He said, I can restore, amen, what the pandemic uh, has taken for you. Somebody in this place has been holding on to the promise uh, that God is going to see. My Lord, let me just get back to preaching a sermon. Is that all right here tonight? I almost forgot where I was. I thought I was in a Pentecostal church, and I am in a Pentecostal church. But I realized I got to slow my roll, Brother Tapia. I got to be careful. Amen. You get to just trying to follow the Holy Ghost and people get afraid. <laughs> Praise God. Some people get afraid of it. Hallelujah. Praise God. My dear brother back there in the very back in the purple shirt, I want you to stand and lift up your hands unto the Lord. Yes, sir. I'm talking about you. You've been worshiping God. I don't know what's coming your way, but it's about to happen in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, while you were worshiping here tonight, you did not stop worshiping. And the Lord said, amen, it's coming. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you don't want it, God will give it to somebody. I said, if you don't want it, God will give it to somebody. He the Lord's just looking for an open vessel. I said, the Lord's just looking for an open vessel, somebody who won't be close to God. You don't have to be perfect, uh, but you at least got to be open. Uh, you got to at least say, Lord, whatever you got for me, do it, Lord. Uh, come on, you might not have a promise, uh, but you can receive a promise here tonight. You just got to open up. Come on, somebody, lift up your hands and say, Lord, I want to receive whatever you have for me. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody, open up your spirit. Uh, somebody, amen, open up your mouth and begin to praise God right now. Come on, uh, somebody, Lift up your voice and praise him. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Somebody here tonight, the Lord has promised you a healing. 
and it hasn't come yet. But I heard the song say, well, on the Lord, because he's ordering your steps. Somebody, amen, here tonight, if God has promised to heal you, he will heal you. Has anybody ever experienced a healing in your body? Can you just raise your hands as a testimony to let somebody know that the Lord can heal you? Our God is a promise-keeping God. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to remind somebody that when God makes your promise, he doesn't guarantee it by something or somebody else other than himself. When he gives you his word, he puts his own reputation and integrity on the line. I said when God gives you his word, he puts his own reputation and integrity on the line. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible tells us that our God will do things for you even when you don't deserve it. There might be somebody here tonight, you feel unworthy, you don't feel that, like you're good enough, but the good news is that none of us are good enough. Amen. You don't get good to get God, you get God to get good. And I know that's cliche, but it's the truth anyway. Amen. We don't have it all together. You don't have to have it all together for God to bless you, for God to do some good things. The Bible tells us, uh, amen, it's the goodness of the Lord that leads us to repentance. There are many times that God will bless us. He'll do some wonderful things in our life just to get us to a place uh, where we will draw closer to him. So I come to tell somebody that it's not based on your own merit. It's not based on how worthy you are, but it's based on God's faithfulness. I said the reason why the Lord will, amen, keep his promise in your life is because he is a faithful God. The Bible says faithful is he. I said faithful is he. Our God who has called you, our God who has promised you, he will do it. Turn somebody and tell him he will do it. I can remind somebody here tonight that because he is worthy, you can receive what he has promised. The Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews that when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swear by himself, saying, Surely blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply you. Scripture says in verse number 17 that when wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs a promise, the immutability of his counsel, the unchangeableness of his nature. He confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it was impossible. Can somebody say impossible? in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation, that we might be greatly encouraged who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope that is set before us. I come to tell somebody in this place here tonight that you can have hope in knowing that it is impossible for God to lie. I said it is impossible for God to lie. Turn to somebody and tell them it's impossible. So whatever he promised you, whether it's a healing, whether it's financial, whether it's a relationship, whether, amen, no matter what the case may be, whatever God has promised you, you can be greatly encouraged tonight in knowing uh, that the Lord is going to bring it to pass. I said the Lord is going to bring it to pass. Monday, I received a text from a friend of mine who's only been married for a couple years. He's a pastor's son, and um, his wife, her grandfather is a pastor. Her, her father is now pastoring in Missouri. Matter of fact, her brother lives in Rochester. And um, I received a text from my, my dear friend, and he said, Brother Hagan, I just want you to know that uh, Baby G, their last name is Grissom, he said, Baby G is going to be arriving in December. Now, my good friend married later on in life, and his wife 
and I went to Bible school together. And uh, she is, is a little bit younger than me by a couple years, so she's uh, very young. <laughs> but neither one of them had married. They were just holding on to what God had promised. But they had been holding on so long, they almost felt that the promise was over. <laughs> but the Lord is faithful. Well, I was going ahead to preach in this little small itty-bitty town called Ellsbury, Missouri. As I was making my way, the Holy Ghost spoke to me. And I'm not a matchmaker. When I was in Bible school, I used to joke around. I wasn't a jokester in Bible school, but when you could see somebody kind of liking each other, I used to, you know, kind of have a little bit of fun. I was too serious in Bible school, and I regret being too serious. But, but every now and then I would joke around. I saw somebody, and people thought I was prophesying or something. I'm like, no, and they would end up getting married. I was like, no, don't do that. And so whenever I, I got married, my wife said, uh, we're not going to be doing the matchmaking business anymore. I said, yes, ma'am. And so I have not tried to matchmake anybody, but, but I was heading to church, and my dear friend, who's a pastor's son, his father had died. And his father pastored for 40 years in Oklahoma, a little small town, Henrietta, Oklahoma. And he was mourning over the loss of his father. And that night I was to preach on Isaac and how the Lord brought together Isaac and his precious wife and and I wasn't even thinking about it but the Holy Ghost moved in that car and I turned to my wife and I said so and so would be perfect for so and so and she said I told you not to do the matchmaking I said I know I know but I I feel the Lord now now I do believe that the Lord gives us choice so the Lord's not just going to write young young people hear me right now the Lord's not just going to write some girl's name in the sky some guy's name in the sky and be careful somebody prophesy over you and tell you you're to marry that person because they're not to be the one that's going to have to live with that person. A lot of people be prophesying. <laughs> but that night, went to the service, preached the word of the Lord. Amen. When service is over, people had left. I talked to my friend. I said, you know what? I have a pastor friend of mine. He's a little bit older, but he's a faithful man of God. He's been serving the Lord. Amen. Make a long story short, thank God for Facebook. Some kind of way they got connected. Actually, what happens at the mom, the PK's mom, the pastor's son's mom, she got involved. She said, let's make this thing happen. <laughs> make a long story short, I've never performed a wedding before, but I married them. Amen. They were married a few years ago, and they were not, he was not supposed to have kids, but ladies and gentlemen, he sent me a text on Monday. And said, Brother Hagan, I want you to know that baby G is coming in December. I come to tell somebody that our God is a promise-keeping God. <laughs> Praise God. I don't, I don't know why I slowed down right there, but I just come to tell somebody, amen, that is in this place and you're waiting. Amen. Don't give up. Don't make a mistake. Don't go outside the church. There it is. Amen. That's why I'm preaching. Somebody, you're looking outside the church. I'm, to, I'm, I'm not preaching to anybody who's come into the church. Amen. I'm talking about somebody who's been raised in this church. Amen. You're looking outside of the church. The Holy Ghost has stopped me. Amen. Right here to tell somebody, don't look outside the church. 
Don't think that you can just flirt and convert. It don't work that way. <laughs> I come to tell somebody, if you just keep on being faithful, amen, God is going to bless you. He's going to do some great things for you. There might be some young couple here tonight, amen, and you've been hurting, you've been in pain, you've been waiting, wondering when it's going to happen. God, I come to tell somebody that our God is a miracle-working God. Don't you give up on what God has promised you. If God said it, it's going to happen. Come on, can somebody clap your hands if you believe it? You can be encouraged tonight in knowing that if the Lord said it, it is going to come to pass. If you are here tonight, you have not yet received the gift of the Holy Spirit, then be greatly encouraged that it's going to happen tonight. Can somebody say tonight? Amen. If you have not yet received the gift of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues and you want to receive it, tonight is your night. I said tonight, if it's been a long time since you've spoken in tongues, but you want to be renewed in the Holy Ghost, tonight is your night. Why? Because our God's a promise-keeping God. It is impossible for him to lie. Amen. He has given you his word. He has put his own integrity. He has put his own reputation on the line. And when God makes you a promise, he intends to keep it. So somebody can rest assured that if God said in his word that the promise is unto you, then it's going to happen all you have to do is believe and prepare your heart to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost turn somebody and tell them prepare amen all you have to do is believe and prepare and the way that you do that is to focus your attention on the Lord Jesus Christ he is the promise keeper I said Jesus is the promise keeper Jesus said wait somebody shout wait Wait for or prepare to receive the promise of the Father, which you have heard from me. Jesus said, you heard it from me. He is the one who gave you the promise. He is the one that made the promise of the Holy Ghost. All you have to do is believe and you can receive. He said, if anyone is thirsty, if anyone will open up themselves and come unto me, amen, as the scripture has said, from their innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. And this he spake concerning the Holy Ghost, that those who believe shall receive. Turn to mind, tell them you will receive. Stand with me all over this house as the musicians make their way. If you believe that Jesus died on the cross for you to receive forgiveness, then I come to tell somebody to believe in what the Lord desires to do through the power of his resurrection in your life. If you believe that Jesus died on the cross so that you can be forgiven, then somebody also believe that Jesus can fill you with his spirit through the power of of the resurrection. The same power that raised his lifeless body from the grave is the same power, amen, that wants to come and to live uh, inside uh, of you. I come to tell somebody that Jesus is uh, the word of God. And when God made you a promise, he made that promise from his very being. I come to tell somebody in this house that whatever promise God made you, especially to those, uh, amen, who God has made you the promise uh, of receiving his spirit. When he made that promise, he made it from his very being. That's why the Bible says that in Jesus Christ, all the promises of God are yea and amen to the glory of God by us. I come to tell somebody if you can just get a yes in your spirit. 
if you can just get an agreement where God has promised, then it is going to happen. I said, if you can just get a yes in your spirit, if you can believe that the promise is unto you, if you can say yes to that promise, and if you can get a so be it and an amen in your spirit, an amen attitude, then it's going to happen for you here tonight. You just have to believe and you just have to prepare. Turn somebody and say prepare. Another way that you do that is by giving God praise, glory, and honor. I say another way that you prepare to receive what God has for you is by giving God praise, glory, and honor. The Bible speaking concerning Abraham and his circumstances surrounding what God had promised him. He said, I'm going to make your father many nations. His wife laughed. She said, how in the world, at my age, am I going to have a child? But there is nothing too hard for God. There is nothing impossible with God. And the Bible tells us that Abraham did not focus on his situation. He did not focus, amen, on the impossibility. He did not focus uh, on the deadness of Sarah's room. He did not allow anything to take away his hope. But the Bible says against all hope, he believed. He was not weak, but the Bible says that he was strong in faith. Matter of fact, in Romans chapter 4, verse number 20, it says, He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded. He was convinced that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. Ladies and gentlemen, Abraham is the father of the faith. Amen. The Bible tells us that receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit is called the blessing of Abraham. And the way that Abraham received what God had promised him is that instead of looking at his situation and his circumstance, the Bible says that he just used the faith that he had. And he began to, amen, exercise his faith by giving glory to God. He wasn't perfect. He made some mistakes. And the mistakes that he made, we're witnessing right now in the Middle East. We're seeing the war and, 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 and the violence and the bloodshed all because of some mistakes. Abraham wasn't perfect. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. But Abraham understood something here tonight that we've got to understand. And that is God is a promise keeper. So even though, amen, he was past his prime, even though he was to a point there, amen, uh, uh, medically and humanly, it was impossible for him to be able to reproduce. Yet uh, he believed what God had promised. And because he believed what God had promised, he just began to give glory to God. Uh, instead of focusing on his situation, uh, instead of focusing, amen, on all the impossibilities, uh, he just began to praise God. Uh, he just began to give God glory. He just began to magnify the Lord. Uh, he just began to exalt God. Uh, amen. And he was fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. I come to tell somebody here tonight that your praise is a declaration of your faith, that you believe for what God has promised you, that he is able also to perform. I come to tell somebody that if you believe, amen, that the promise of receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost is for you, if you believe, amen, that you are going to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, if you are absolutely convinced of it, then begin to give God glory begin to give God praise in advance somebody begin to worship him like you believe you are about to be filled with his spirit right now 
Come on, somebody begin to worship the Lord like you believe that he's about to fill you with the Spirit right now. Somebody begin to give God glory like you believe you're about to speak in tongues again. Somebody begin to give God glory like you believe that he's about to heal you right now. Somebody begin to lift up your hands. Somebody begin to clap your hands. And somebody begin to give God praise. Come on, somebody begin to give God praise right now. Thank you for listening to our podcast this week. We hope you enjoyed this message. Remember, if you would like to find out more information about our church or to contact us, please go online at connectpointupc.com. And also don't forget to subscribe in your podcast app so you will be automatically notified of new episodes. Thank you and we hope you have a great week.